Critical Hit, Major Spoilers Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So glad that you could join us this week. We're here to play a game, and Rodrigo's our Dungeon Master, and we're going to let him take it over from here. So, last time on Critical Hit, holy Ta-da-da. crap, some stuff happened, yo. Um, really? If you missed it, you must stop now and go back and listen. Yep. In C- fact, and if, then if you, you heard it, you might want to stop now and go back and listen, listen to, to it, it again. again. Yes. Uh, I keep saying this every every couple of episodes. Best episode ever. <laughs> Loved last episode. Well, and I do I do try to push the envelope. It was one of those moments, I think, where it's one of those things where when I first started, I, I'm like, okay, you guys, you're going to have to trust me on this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to make this interesting and, and, and cool. Um. And, you know, with varying results. But I think it, all in all, it turned out pretty okay. Since when do you actually have to ask us to trust you? <laughs> we just follow you implicitly yeah, without I, any argument. I do, at the, but that's, I feel that's because I've proven that <clears throat> you can trust me. Um, but I usually, at the beginning of the game, will say, you poor souls that are about to follow me <laughs> into this game, if you want to make it out the other side, you're going to have to trust me. In we any case, about to die. pretty much. Which is uh, largely appropriate. <laughs> because last session this episode everybody dies yep because last session um there was a big fight in a coliseum or several medium sized fights in a coliseum <laughs> most of which went horrible for the party <laughs> before uh torque managed to double down and with some uh, cheating from the stands i have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about <laughs> that's why we bring get along yep. i kept waiting for the little it, i it kept waiting for the little uh, dwarf to come up with the uh folding chair and whack yep um, that is that is that is the funny thing is that um, you know usually it's Cat with Torque in the background doing stuff, but for this one Torque takes point, and you know we kind of got that whole like oh well, you know Cat didn't didn't really succeed. He he actually did pretty poorly in his thing because his dice just weren't coming out right. But in the end, he kind of gets to be Cat again and be like, well meh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't like and these rules. I changed them now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and pretty much gets to once again completely deny having been involved in any situation at all. So out of torque win. It's a mystery. That's right. Nobody really knows. A wizard did it. <laughs> that's right. A warlock did it. That's right. Um So <laughs> we'll pick up as that's you uh a, that's a new T shirt right there. The warlock did it. Yep. I'm in. As uh, Seven Alice Wise, Ket, and Albrecht are taken to their room. So, you know, it's largely, basically, it's a big, big, huge room with a uh, um, a pretty nice uh, array of food just kind of piled in the center on a table. And some uh, cushions just sprawled around all over the place in the room. I mean, it's not—it's not an ugly arrangement. It, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, but it's clearly like, you know, come in, put food here, put pillows around, done. Yeah. Well, that was—I uh, got a big smile. That was—that was—that uh, was wild. At least we got what we needed. Yep. They cheated using water. <laughs> oh, come on, fish boy. Mm. Laugh a little. Please, would you, just once? Mm. Guy's no fun. All the time I've known him, he's never laughed. Would you laugh with a face like that? 
Rangers. <laughs> All right. At around this point, Torque finally uh, gets uh, released from his contractual posing. And his yeah, and that's what, that's back in the room. Yeah. And his lady bedding. Yep. That part's uh, not contractual. You know. Cool. No, <laughs> it is. Part. <laughs> Torque, welcome back. Hey, how you guys doing? That was the best plan ever. It really worked out well. Certainly better than the last trip. Glare. So what's next? Looking at Torque this time? (laughs) Uh, well, we got, we're three for five, which is like nearly half. So we should go to that uh, next place there. The, uh, uh, well, what was it, Kit? The place for uh, Asmodeus is the Gulag Magnificent. Uh, However, we also need to locate... I can't remember the name of the tower. Exactly. (laughs) That that place where where the man... You don't say his name or else he has power over you. Voldemort? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Scarlet Abattoir. Scarlet, yeah. We also need to locate the Scarlet Abattoir. Uh, uh, it sounds like it's going to take them a few, a little while to uh, get all of the things that we were promised from this, from your victory. So we'll be here for a couple of days, so we may try and research that, if at all possible. Uh, we might be able to get some information fairly easily here because it's not exactly a. Uh, commodity <laughs> in these parts as far as I know possibly doesn't hurt to look suppose not so does anybody else see a phantom girl hovering in the room no what I think Matthews torques off his meds again. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I got distracted by girls again. So you're thinking we can get some information from... I think we might be able to get uh, some information from... Churka? Maybe Churka, maybe someone else here. I don't know exactly how long it's going to be while she gets everything uh, tidy up, or tied together. So, Okay. We may as well utilize the time. Did Churka tell us specifically to stay in our rooms, or do we have free roam of... No, she didn't say anything, really. Just basically tell that lanky demon when you need something. Okay. Get the lanky demon. Okay. Walks in. (gasps) Yay. Alright. We'll need something to eat. There's food in the room. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told us that. I'm paying attention. There's two things in the room. Three things. Food and pillows. PCs, food, and pillows. (laughs) And I do mean player characters. It's not a land party. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to figure out a word that was synonymous with food that started with a P. Mm. (laughs) Food with a P? Provisions. There you go. There we go. Pillows, PCs, and provisions. Victuals. Just picturing Albrecht making a little (laughs) pillow fort. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) see the thing is is like he could then like actually like literally sanctify it so that demons literally demons couldn't get into his pillow fort 
<laughs> no demons. <at> all. Yep. <laughs> Anyhow, just a little eyes looking out through the crack, glaring. <laughs> oh, we'd like some information about the general area where we're staying, as well as any information about the Scarlet Abattoir that might be available. Hmm. I don't know what I can get you in the Scarlet Abattoir, but I'll go look. Thank you. And walks out. Lanks his way out. Right <laughs> yeah. This kind of weird wobbly, waddling way to move that it patriot. Yep. What? Sure. Well, basically, like, his limbs move way more than they even being so long probably should, but his body just kind of moves up, like, bobs up and down because of it, but largely maintains its uh, axis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the uh, next game plan? Uh, depending on the information that he's able to obtain on the abattoir, uh, it's either there or to the Gulag Magnificent for Asmodeus. Asmodeus, however you pronounce it. Asmodeus, Asmodeus. Ozzy Davis. Largely, largely Asmodeus is what people have been saying. Okay. Oh, 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 Asmodeus. So, we got no idea where the Scarlet Avatar is. Nope. But we do know where the, what do you call it is. We know where the Gulag Magnificent is. More or less. Right. I mean, presumably it's a little further away from where, uh, we were told it would be at, but you know, the captain knows the orbits. Mm. Unfortunately, no one's able to uh, map the uh, avatar since you know it's the realm of secrets and all. Mm. What uh, what say you, uh, Albrecht, on Vecna? That might be problematic. Her or him and my patron don't exactly see. Eye to eye. Well, yeah. After she pulled out his eye. Huh. Yeah. That could be an issue. I might have to sit that one out. Hmm. That could be problematic indeed. Um. You would probably be of interest to him. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think if they're going to let me in there, they're going to let you in there. I think if we can find information about the ob- about the where Vecna is located, I think that would be the best place to go because I have a feeling that if word got out about how three of us didn't really succeed in the ring, uh, uh, Asmodeus may not uh, may use that to uh, his advantage. Oh, that was that was an intentional feint to get what we wanted. Yes, yes, I'm right. You, got, you guys knew that was part of the plan, right? The entire time. Because I was, uh, I was counting on each of you guys to, you know, basically make it look like you were just a bunch of schmucks out there and go down in flaming glory so that it, it was intentional, right? Yep. Frickin' water. Uh, oh, okay. I just want to make sure. So I knew what you were thinking, the from inside the pillows. Freaking water. <laughs> He's not in a pillow fort. Why not? You don't, get, you don't get to decide what ridiculous people <laughs> thinks other people are doing. 
If you want Seven Owlswise <laughs> to have his own pillow fort, then that's fine. But you don't get to put somebody else in a pillow fort. Little battles back and forth. That's my pillow fort. I obviously have a pillow mine. Pillow fort. It's a pillow keep. Is what it is. Um. So the uh, lanky demon comes back. Um, he's got some maps and a couple of uh, very poorly bound books and puts them down. Uh, this is all I could find on... He hands you one of the books mm-hmm. on the uh, abattoir and this and this and this. They're maps of this area, but they probably haven't been updated in a long time. Uh, this, the main caldera is... Should be pretty safe. Uh, this is where business is conducted in the uh, Palace of Carnage, which means it's a place that Grumps doesn't frequent very often. He's usually off causing mayhem somewhere else. So you are l- unlikely to run into him or uh, the things he likes to play with around here. The Outer Islands are actually a little bit more dangerous. So, just keep your weapons with you. It is very likely that something's going to try to pick a fight with you. So, just be aware. Oh, thank you. Ah. Uh, I we'll call if we need anything else. Alright, I'll be around. Link, 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 link. <laughs> so, let's uh, look at these. Uh, yeah. Look through. I'll sit down with the book. The book doesn't tell you much more than what you already know. There's some creepy stuff about Vecna finding you when he wants to. Um, and, you know, you are kind of, uh, like uh, Albrecht put it, you are interesting to him, probably. Awesome. Just what I wanted to do. Be interesting to multiple gods. Right. Um, there are... Like children's rhymes that reference Vecna, um, and things like that. But you know, who knows how much uh, credence you can lend to those? And really, that's about it. Other than you know, some repeat stuff from uh, Belvina's um, dossier. Okay. That's that's about all you find there. Um, as far as the layout of the caldera and the island in general. Um, there are lots of awesome things which are also extremely dangerous. You can, uh, there's basically the whole island is, for all intents and purposes, a game reserve in that there are wild animals all over the place. And by wild animals, I mean anywhere from mundane animals to horrifying non sentient demons that behave largely like animals. Um, and it's just kind of this complex and, and very rough ecosystem. And, you know, people are welcome to go out and try to hunt down whatever they want because chances are you'll just end up feeding the ecosystem. Um, Other than that, there are, like, places to do business. There are stores, there are restaurants and things like that that cater to the more uh, sentient and refined visitors. Um, Place gets a lot of visitors? um, The demon went out. You want to call him back in? Oh, no, no, I was just... Yeah, this this was this is stuff that you guys have oh, found okay. from the stuff that you okay, brought okay, in. Okay, okay. But you can call him in if you want. No, no, that's okay. Right. Um, who wants to go um, explore? There is a there is a temple to Tiamat, 
in this island. It's close to the edge. Interesting. If we do go out, I say we all go together and make sure we bring Torque with us. Of course. Less of a chance that people might want to pick a fight if he's there. Maybe. Possibly. Might be more of a chance that they want to pick mm. a fight because he's there. Mm. Yeah. He is Billy mm. the Kid right now. He is. I might win it. There's no might about it, buddy. But we're not going to do anything. They're not going to get anything done sitting around here. And from what I understand, it's going to take Cherka a while to actually detail what the legions are uh, comprised of. Then let's go. All right. You guys go out. And your demon is hanging around down the hallway. Point us to the nearest market. He points. Thank you. We're going to go that way. All right. You guys go that way. We're going to do the reservoir dog walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there might actually be some explosions in the background that just happen to happen. <laughs> yep. This, this happens around here. This is a volcano. Samurai Ranger, man. Toe so, back and ruin the effect. You guys, uh, you guys walk for a while. Um, you do pass some more demons, some humans. You know, humans are everywhere. Um, you spot at least one dragonborn. Um, who is you know just kind of has this big uh, um, cart that some uh, beast of burden is is hauling and has just kind of uh, is being stubborn about. So he's like pulling on it and stuff. Um, and then you get to a big open air, open air market. Um, right off the bat, there's a lot of disturbing stuff here. Like, they literally have stuff like human heads for sale. Um, they have humans for sale. Like, slaves. Um, uh, a bunch of drugs. Um, lots of weapons. Mundane weapons. Um, although, you might be able to scrounge yourself a magic weapon if you, you know, as the right people and possibly murder the right person um it is loud noisy some of the shops are actually manned by demons um but most of the shops are mined by either uh or manned by either humans or dragonborn and there's actually a couple that are tieflings And, of course, plenty of orcs, but those tend to just be milling around and not really doing anything. If they pass through the marketplace, they tend to walk in, buy exactly what they want, and then leave. Hmm. Just mull around. Okay. Well, is there anything you guys want to get? I'm full up on heads. <laughs> they got any funnel cakes? They don't, but there is lots of food around here. Um, they have some, like... Any of it look like it don't come from humanoids? Oh, yeah, yeah. They have some, like, jerkied frogs and things like that. There's actually a lot of stuff that, like, your... Like, your grandma used to make, you know? Like, uh... You know, over-salted, dried frogs and, um... What she called pond water which was largely pond water with alcohol in it. <laughs> um, you know, just random things like that. You know, orc soul food. 
That's what I was going to say. Yep. Hmm. I'm not sure if a dried frog is uh, kind of scary. What are we looking for again? Uh, whatever we want. There's, there, we just have to kill some time. Careful with the choice of words. Yeah. Did somebody say kill? I'm, I'm, I'm being careful with the choice of words. <laughs> I'm being deliberate with my choice of words. I'm going to poke my backpack. Okay. <coughs> um, your imp pokes his head out a little bit. Anything around here that you would want? Mm-mm. Sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thought I might find something here. Well, he's probably nervous. Mm. What would these guys being the exact opposite alignment from him? Well, not the exact opposite, but... <laughs> this being a chaos place and him being mm-hmm. mostly a lawful creature. Yep. Don't want to start a <clears throat> blood war. Yep. Well, the blood war got got kind of uh, artificially stopped in this dimension because of the Treaty of Worms. So, it's it's a cold blood war. <laughs> so, it's between wizards? Yeah. Kind of. There are dragonborn here. <laughs> I like causing you pain, Brian. It brings a smile to my face. I'm I'm okay with with Rob explicitly spoiling the joke because that at least means that he got the joke this time. <laughs> uh, so there you guys are. It's a big marketplace. People are milling around. Some people do seem to recognize Torque, and they're like, "Ah, oh, a Torque guy." Yeah, I'm gonna go check out this weasel stand. Yep. Mm. There have to be a weasel stand in every. Uh, I'm gonna I'm right. sign Orc lady's guy. boobies. Same guy. Awesome. <laughs> say what now? My weasels. What? What'd you say, Matthew? <laughs> I didn't say nothing. All right. <laughs> said something about blue birds. I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I didn't have any specific mill around mill around any kind of a bookstore sure library there's a bookstore yeah let's go inside the bookstore okay poke around in there for a while see if there's any books on history let's look um, for rituals rituals maybe yeah there you find you find a book of rituals stop poking the weasels <laughs> they make hey uh, get yeah the book of rituals huh. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, there's some cool rituals in there. Mostly right. mostly of the spooky variety. So if you guys uh, wanted to buy it and teach some rituals to Albrecht, I would probably veto the ones that are like summon angel and stuff like that. <laughs> but if it's if it's appropriately either functional or creepy, you guys can buy it here. So you want to look through some rituals that you might want to buy? Look into. Actually have monies. Well, any, any books Orm on... Does. Or, sorry, uh... uh yeah, I, got yeah, Ket I does. know Orm does. Ket does. Right, Ket does. <laughs> 940. Oh, is it only 940? Because I've got a thousand listed here. Uh, no, I only... I have 940. Oh, okay. Ket keeps his own share. Yep. Yeah. Whereas but I there are any books on, like, uh, lore, anything beyond what we may have gotten from uh, the lizard guy on, on where the uh, secret city might be? Sometimes, you know, these old dusty bookstores might have a 
little tome of ancient knowledge that has been <laughs> passed um, over. Not that you see. You can ask the cleric. It's, uh, storekeep? Yes. Hello. Uh, I was wondering uh, if you have any books on uh, any of the uh, any of the gods, mm. mythology books, lore books, anything like that. What sort of knowledge do you seek? Oh, you gen seek general knowledge. Oh, like general knowledge. Locations, histories. Well, I have some charts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe we might want to look at those. Very well. He pulls out some charts. You know, sprawls them out. Uh, this is a location of all of the cities in the inner sea. Hmm. As you can see, here's uh, here's the Gulag Magnificent, and mm -hmm. here's the Demon Web, and mm -hmm. here's Aldralel, and here's the Pillar of the World, hmm. To uh, if you want to orienteer yourself. Hmm. Uh, I also have one that has all of the forgotten gods. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Can we see that one? Ah, certainly. He, you know, sprawls it out, and sure enough, there's like, um, maybe like 20 more points in it. Is the... I assume the abattoir is not on either of them. No, didn't think so. Worth, no, worth this other, this other, what this other map appears to be, and uh, Seven Owls would know this is the cities of the gods that went dormant after the War of Entities. So now Do there's only five good gods and air quotes and five evil gods, but there used to be a ton on either side, hmm. and some that were just completely not aligned at all. Now, do any of uh, again? This is the in character, not knowing what's happened in the other episodes. Mm -hmm. Would there be anything on this map that would, would be helpful to the other group? Uh, yeah, Cord's City is actually on the map. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And where do we see that on the map? Um, it is probably... Let me see that. Sure. Um, it's probably going to be actually a little farther out, but um, between... It's like if you make a triangle between the Gulag Magnificent and the Palace of Carnage. It's like out here. Mm. Just okay. Think. All right. It's like the point of the triangle would be pointing out. So it'd be about right here. -ish. Yep. Okay. This um at some point we were supposed to meet up with the other group. Yeah. Yep. This might be something that might help them. This might Let's how much is it? Uh I'll give this to you for 3 silver. Sold. <laughs> Which is to say, not any amount of money that you guys will have to spend. Okay. Anything else? I mean, this is this is a great map. Do you have anything else like this? I have lots of things. Hmm. How about... Um, I'm just curious. It's, it's fascinating to learn about these gods. Obviously, I've got my hood up, so we can't see anymore. Right, right. Hmm? Um, <laughs> would you happen to have anything on, on Vecna, perhaps? Ah. You seek knowledge about Vecna. Very dangerous. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and that's why I want to read up. <laughs> what what specifically would you like to know about Vecna? Locations, uh, where he can be found, uh, conflicts with other gods. Um, <laughs> well, those, those kinds of things. Any particular weaknesses? Yeah, any particular weaknesses? <laughs> I I do have a treatise here. And he mm -hmm. takes it out, and it's it's actually a fairly small book. Mm -hmm. uh, this details uh, a lot of the corollaries on the Treaty of Worms. It sort of uh, tries to give some explanation as to why some of the rules happen. There's a lot between Vecna and the Raven Queen in here. Mm. 
would this be knowledge that would be different than maybe someone who's aligned to the Graven Queen would know? Or let's just say that if you were trying to, that if you took this book into Endgate, mm-hmm. you would probably not be allowed in. Hmm. So it might be very valuable. This, this probably be a good thing to pick up. And how much would this book be? I'll give it to you for maybe a gold. Sure. All right. Flip through. through. Yep, it's just just blocks of text where it's just like footnotes. It's basically like a book full of footnotes. Mm -hmm. And the difficult thing will be finding the, the stuff in the paragraphs that it references. But the copy of the Treaty of Worms that you have is pretty straightforward. Be some interest. Yeah. That might be useful. Could your uh, friend there in the backpack help out in going through that book and finding the information? Poke, poke, poke. (laughs) What are you doing? Hiding. Read, please. Okay. Flip. 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 (laughs) And and Albrecht, you're in here too? Lost in the stack somewhere? Yeah. I- anything that you found in your uh, magic book? Well, um, <laughs> reading about portals in case we want to try to get a hold of the guys, but... Uh, Excellent. Well, we've got time. Fun. Torque, what about you? Anything you like? <laughs> um, I'm probably at the toy store. <laughs> Is it the toy store? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. These books smell funny. Mm, you've had these books for a long time, sir? Some of them, yes. Why does this one have a tattoo on it? Oh, that's not a tattoo. Here, what, 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 are you, what, are you, what are you let me to think? It says, Love, Elsa. Okay. Alright. What is your uh, most prized book in this shop? I'm just out of curiosity. <laughs> mm, well, right now, uh, the book that I'm trying to get sold is this one. He pulls out and it's this uh, kind of a big... It's got like a, an actual like metal cover. Like it's got kind of a... Um, like it's made like the cover is kind of the segmented metal so it can actually be oh, sure. uh, like open and shut mm-hmm. uh, easily um it's got a big golden like latch on it for a for a, kind of like a padlock to go on and it actually has a couple of jewels encrusted into it with the gold settings hmm. certainly pretty what is it oh there's nothing in it it oh. just like opens it and it's like it's a journal but it's a fancy journal ah i see I, I suppose out of monetary strict monetary value this is one of the most valuable books in the shop hmm. i'm afraid a lot of the books i have here are hard to find in other places but once you start uh making your way around the uh the areas of the dark council they are not that difficult to find i see i'm afraid the uh palace of carnage is not the uh, seat of education of the Dark Council. Oh, understandable. But it is nice to get uh, people in and out who might maybe need a quick treatise on uh, what to 
do when a uh, demon walks into their house and things like that. They do have a lot of stuff on exorcism. Hmm. Anything on Asmodeus? Uh, yes. I have plenty of things on Asmodeus. What, is, what specifically would you like to know? Any weaknesses or <laughs> allergies? <laughs> I do have a uh, book of poems about him. He takes it out and puts Are it they on any him. good? Uh, it depends on what you like. There are... Some of them are very graphic. Uh, it is actually, uh, I would say, comparable to the uh, book of uh, Coralon's Chants. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Clarisil Messiah from the shelf don't really rhyme with Zappin's It's From Here to Hell. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Albrecht, you seem to be engrossed in that book. <laughs> Just looking through it. Something you want to pick up? Add to your bundle? For uh, further study later? Possibly, uh, maybe a ritual of magic map could be handy in case we need to track down any of us that may end up being lost. Ah, alright. How much is the book? Ah, uh, let's see. Well, that book has, uh, what level is magic map? Uh, nine. Okay. That book has three, about ninth echelon rituals, so it would be the equivalent of buying three. Level right. 9 rituals. Which is how much? That'd be uh, 2,700. 2,700 gold? Yep. Put the book back. <laughs> okay. I can scribe one of those rituals for you for about a third of that price. third of that. 900 Actually, gold, huh? Rituals are kind of expensive. Man, the, we don't have that much gold. Alright. Well, that'd leave us almost tapped. It would. 990. We had 999 right. gold right now. I've got 940 of my own. I've seen a lot, really. Speak with Ed. Can you not just memorize that stuff while you're reading it? <laughs> nope. Pick up the pieces you can. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Place is too expensive suddenly. That's That's like... That's pretty much like saying, uh, can't you get a physics doctorate from reading this book? <laughs> like, skimming it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can with the right melon core. <laughs> <laughs> Raven uh, Queen's mail. correspondence by mail. Yep. Learn all about death. <laughs> from your own home. <laughs> yep. Draw a tippy and sell your soul. Speak with dead could be handy. <laughs> Speak with dead could be handy. Have you checked what rituals you already have? I thought maybe you I had that one already. Because I think you already have I think he has one. raised dead. I have raised dead. Oh, I do okay. not have Speak with dead. So, okay. um, what level That's is Speak 366. So it's 360? Yeah. That one wouldn't be terrible. Vintage I think Steve. we could uh, swing that one. 360, huh? Anything else I can help you gentlemen with? Uh, any good restaurants around here? Ah, oh, certainly. Uh, there's, uh, well, uh, how do you feel about snakes? I hear they Eating taste like or chicken. Serving? 
Oh, that's a good question. Uh, eating. I think I can manage. Alright. Well, if you don't mind snakes, and those guys put snakes in everything, but uh, they do have a fair amount of meat, uh, there is a, um, a kiosk about ten stores down that way that will give you some... Uh, they have some good soups and some good stews. Lots of snake, but very well seasoned. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do ask specifically for the non-poisonous ones because some of the uh, creatures around here are immune to poison, so they season that stuff with things that will be very deadly to mortals. Mm -hmm. And entertainment-wise, I'm still flipping oh, through deadly. my purse of gold. <laughs> um, Entertainment-wise, it also depends what you like. Uh, of course, there are... Uh, Almost hourly bar brawls in most of the taverns. Mm. Um, there are... Uh, uh, there's got to be at least one public decapitation going on today. Um, floggings, hangings, uh, of course, just your standard gladiatorial fare. Uh, um, priests of the... Uh, um, Pentatheon being fed to uh, ghost lions, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, that doesn't sound very exciting. Um, games of chance? Well, sure, but you'll have to scrunch those up. Uh, okay. Albrecht, 360 gold. Sure. Are you sure this is going to be helpful? I'm not sure it'd be helpful, but I could definitely see utility in it. Alright. Uh, I grudgingly hand over 360 gold. Or is it 270? 360. How much? 360? <laughs> yeah, you cut us a little bit of a discount on that? 300? Uh, really, I'm already cutting you a discount on it on account of having you uh, bought all those other things. Okay. All right, Gretchen. Well, what if I could autograph a painting for your wall? Oh, I, I don't have space on my yeah, wall I'm to kind have of, a painting. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal, is so. Oh, yeah. You're one of those guys. Alright. <laughs> 360 gold for the shopkeep. Ta-ching! You have one Speak with Dead ritual. Yes. Use it well, Albrecht. Later on, Albrecht can spend some time learning it. Yep. Alright, gentlemen, let's uh, be off. I think we've got what we yep. need from this place. Yep. Alright. Tell let's, your let's... friends. We most certainly will. Thank you. If they're ever in town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you guys go find yourself some snakes. Yeah, head down that sure. way. Snakes, snake, snake soup. Okay. Snake um, there, soup. it is. It is just like a, a big round kiosk. They have a big fire in the center, and you got like five servers basically whipping around the whole thing, like serving people, chopping things up, mm -hmm. things like that. All of these guys are human. They have like these weird tattoos all over their bodies. Uh, sir. Yes. Uh, I'll have a bowl of your finest uh, non-poisonous uh, snake with noodle. Very well. Let's pour some. Here you go. That'll be two silver. Uh, two silver to the man. Do they have any sort of menu? Yeah. It's just kind of like basically strips of leather just like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. I figured it's fast. No, that's the food. My noodle soup. But but really, the menu is 
Do you want a super stew? Do you want poisonous or non-poisonous? And then a couple other things, like... You, you know, don't got do any you want mild poison? Huh? You don't <laughs> have any mild poison? Uh, well, we've got some young poisonous snakes. Their poison's a little bit... Well, no. Actually, actually we'll do the other way around. <laughs> we have some old poisonous snakes. Ones that we were going to uh, throw out because they're a little tough. If you don't mind tough, this poison's going to be a little uh, milder. Sure, I'll try a bit of it. All right. Stew or soup? Stew. All right. Sprinkle in some snake. Here you go. Mmm. Eyes are sure. numb. Do <laughs> 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 you have any bread to go with this? Uh, no. Croutons? Uh, no. We do have some spinach. Sure. Raw or cooked? Raw. Oh, please, raw. All right. Here you go. Thank you. No extra charge. Thank you. <laughs> Stew. Stew. Non-poisonous. All right. Here you go. That's pretty good. It's really, really salty. But it's one of those things where, you know, clearly they have no way of refrigerating anything. So yeah. they're just, you know, most of the stuff you're basically eating uh, pickled stuff. Torque, anything for you? Uh, can I have a big bowl of the red stuff and hold the mold? All right. Uh, did you uh want any beet in it? Uh, no. Can I get the non-poison type too? Yeah, I figured. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here you go. It's got beets in it. Uh, that's why it's red. See, there's beets in the stew. And he shows you, and sure enough, there's some beets floating in the stew. Along with a snake that's not quite dead yet. Bonk. Yep. Uh, the beets will kill him. Yep. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to wait for the snake to drown, and then I'll eat it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, who's sitting next to us? Anybody? Quit holding your breath. Uh, so like we're all sitting at a bar, or is this a stand-around kiosk? Uh, we'll say you guys can sit. There's there's stools. Okay. Who's sitting next to us? Anybody? Um, on one side, we'll say on the side, like we'll say that Seven Owls is all the way at the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, on one side there is a tiefling, and on the other side, on Torque's side, there is a um, actually a fairly made-up human. Like he's just you know has a nice coat and is probably about the cleanest person you've seen so far hmm. including you guys since you were just in a major fight <laughs> right right <laughs> so what else is good here sir you're or talking ma'am? to the tiefling oh the tiefling yeah it's a guy okay uh, what else is good here I really these guys only have two things on the menu and one of them will kill you so. ah okay alright so what is there to do around here what is uh, for fun or profit? Maybe a little bit yes. of both. Well, uh, there's always gambling. Mm. Uh, that's big around here, and in fact, it's uh, fairly popular. It's, uh, there is, when you gamble around here, there's a couple of things that you should know. The first is that you can only follow the rules so closely before, because uh, uh, 
a lot of people get decapitated on technicalities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get decapitated for po- for pointing out technicalities. Mm. Okay. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. So what's the most popular game? Well, there are games that have no real technicalities, like craps, for example. Mm-hmm. So any really any sort of dice game that doesn't have too complex rules is probably your best bet. Then again, obviously those don't have a lot of room for strategy. The other problem is that some of the higher level games, uh, the more complex games, are run by people who can peer into your soul. So any sort of cheating that you might plan to do would be uh, frowned upon. I take a look at Kit. Mm. I don't cheat. I just, hmm, it's an observation. (laughs) And you, sir, down at the end. (laughs) Oh, yes. Clean cut guy. What 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 do you uh, do for entertainment or sport or fun around here? Oh, I'm just uh, just trying to make my way home. I just uh, I just finished a uh, my my stint as a uh, contractor here. Uh, it it was different. Um, as it turns out, uh, there's a new kind of demon. If you if you can uh, believe that, and and these have very dexterous hands, and uh, some of their uh, uh, superiors wanted to uh, arm them with uh, crossbows, so uh, we tried that for a while and it didn't work. But uh, nicely enough, I'm still being compensated for my time and not eaten. Um, but that that didn't quite work. It turns out they weren't disciplined enough to use crossbows. Mm. Mm-hmm. And where are you from? I'm from... I'm originally from Shalai. Ah, okay. Interesting. Eat some more of my soup. Okay. Doesn't seem to be too overly interesting, except that he's clean. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Done. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Yep, warms you up. Yes, it does. Tastes like chicken. It's it's kind of like the non. It's like when you ask for the mild stuff at ethnic places or the non-alcoholic stuff. There's still a little bit on it, so you get that flush from mm-hmm. the fact that you just ingested a fair amount of poison. Yeah, just, it's not gonna kill you. Pung a little numb. Yep. Hmm. Where to next, Kit? Well, seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find some of these tables. These games. Let's go gamble. Okay. You guys... Do you guys all go gamble? You guys are all trying to stick together? Well, considering this guy gets into a lot of trouble, yeah. probably wouldn't be a bad thing. His fort defense is probably pretty bad. <laughs> Why are we all of a sudden talking like we're in a 1935 gangster film, see? I don't there's, a little, there's a little touch of the uh, poison on the uh, on the soup. Yep. A little bit of kick. A little bit of kick. And so it has numbed my tongue. Alright, so tongue. you make your way to <clears throat> what the locals uh, refer to as the Obsidian Basin, um, which is Largely what it sounds like. It's a hole in the ground that's largely where the walls are largely made of obsidian. Um, and in there are a bunch of 
humans, dragonborn, tieflings, demons. Um, gambling. There are tables where they're playing cards. There are dice games. Um, there are roulette type things. Um, and even, you know, as you are approaching it, every once in a while you just see somebody, some demon freak out and eat another demon or, um, somebody just like sprint for their life out of the place and things like that. (laughs) Other than the fact, other than each demon manning each table, there does not appear to be any sort of security or anything like that. Torque, watch my back. I think we're all watching your back. Um, sidle up to a, uh, types of games are card game, dice game. Card game, dice game, roulette. Sidle up to a card game. Okay. Any particular card game? Or? Mm, um, we'll say Dark Maiden. Are they getting ready to start a new hand? Or mm-hmm. Sit down. Okay. Ten gold buy-in. What up? Okay. Um, we'll say it's you and um, a dragonborn and two humans. The dragonborn is female and the two humans are guys and they actually look similar enough that you can tell that they're brothers. Um, the... Uh, Demon dealing the cards points at you and says, your uh, bodyguards have to stand a little bit farther away. Two steps back? Just just move over there and he can just kind of motions to the side of the table just so you can't see the cards. Okay. Did Torque move? Is Torque awake? Torque's awake. Okay, did Torque move? Uh, yeah, but I move slowly. Okay. Making it clear that I'm irritated. All right. <laughs> Why are you irritated? Oh. Oh, okay. I'm trying to uh, trying to intimidate people so they won't cheat him. Ah, okay. Any more than he's cheating them. Ah, sh- sh- I wouldn't say cheat too loud. <laughs> oh, sorry. So play a few hands, ante up, so on and so forth. Yep. Start to get the gist of the game, start to get the read of the uh, other players and the... Yep. Maybe the read of the demon? No, uh, well, yeah. The The read of the demon is that this is the one thing that has rules that he's okay with doing. Hmm. <laughs> Start chatting up people. Just you know, idle chit chat. Nothing uh, particular. You know, see those games today. Yeah, brings you to town. Blah blah. Sure. There's there's some of that back. The none of them were at the thing because it happened very suddenly. So things that can't teleport or fly didn't didn't make it into the Coliseum unless they were already there. Um. But uh, the dealer's actually like, oh yes. You're one of those guys. <laughs> nice and subtle there, buddy. <laughs> uh, I was one of those guys. So, uh, I hear that, uh, how many of you were there? Five? Four. 
four, right? And uh, most of you almost got killed, but uh, you know, the big man had to inter interfere there or intervene. That is true. Hmm. That's too bad. If you had another go at it, do you think you'd do anything differently? Probably a couple things. Mm-hmm. So did you? Were you actually one of the ones fighting? Yeah. What'd you go up against? Spectral lion thing. Oh the yes, a ghost cat. lion. Common misnomer. Not actually ghosts, but mm. that's what we call them. Because they move like ghosts. I guess. So, what brings you to town, other than getting your butt whipped? Hmm. Oh, business with the gods. Oh, high roller, huh? I can be. Uh-huh. Well, I hope you're enjoying your stay, and uh, I would recommend uh, not being out at midnight. Time is it now? It's about we'll, uh, we'll say ten ish. Yes. <laughs> no, you got a couple hours yet. Well, what happens at midnight? The hunts start. Oh. The hunts. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you know. Bunch of demons get together, decide to hunt something, but they don't decide until they get together. So it might be, for example. Ghost lions, or it might be, oh, I don't know, foreigners. Hmm. Hmm. We may want to be indoors before that starts. Yes. Especially if you're staying at the palace, which I'm guessing you are, if you had some. Uh, they won't, obviously, they won't go in there. All right. Continue playing for a little while longer. Yep. I mean, you you make your money back. Maybe make a little bit more. But um, the dragonborn chick is like clearly, like clearly, this is her table, and that's all she does. She hasn't moved. Eventually, those other two guys leave, and one more guy comes in. But she's just like doesn't make any chit chat. Just kind of sitting there playing the game. Hmm. Looking around, is there anybody that? Uh Looks like they might have information for sale of any kind, a seedy kind of person or personages <laughs> besides cat. Oh boy, uh, seven else is going to go buy information. Give me a streetwise check. I would say, other than you three, I'm probably the least seedy person in here. Yeah, you say 11. that. Eleven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, just looking around, you know. I hear places like this often have uh, characters looking to sell information sometimes you never know where the information might uh, come from yeah there's there's definitely a guy over there who looks like he is uh just kind of waiting to see if somebody will come talk to him you know mm. why, just kinda, why are you yeah. staring at him i don't know that guy looks interesting what are you doing oh, come on come on no, come over here Tork, let's go Tork, talk you, to you you stay here watch cat owl no t- torque's gonna come with me Okay. Oh, you're going to come, Albert? Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Seven yes. Bridges Road. Uh, seven Hells okay, Wise. You go with him. I'll stay here and watch. Okay. Him. Are they within arm's reach? This will be Probably good. Probably not. Not at this point, them. no. So, they walk over. You, you guys, the two of you guys walk over. Um, sit down at his table. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello. Hi. I'd uh, buy you a drink. Uh, he all of a sudden looks a little bit nervous. Uh, sure. 
Yeah, it's it's okay. Not police <laughs> or inst- anything like that. Mm, no, but I I can see that you're a priest. Well, hey, got that right. Nothing to be worried about, though. Uh, I I I know. I'm. God, you must be great at this. He leans in. <laughs> I'm also a priest, and not a priest from around here, if you get what I mean. Oh. You're drawing attention yeah, to me. Yeah, right. Well, thank you. So nice to meet you. Yeah, no problem. Wander back. <laughs> Thought I knew that guy. <laughs> I think you wanted to go out with you. I don't think unless, you did. <sighs> I'm not sure, man. It was all sneaky stuff. I couldn't like make out any of what they were saying or anything. Um, No, but you pretty much saw what just went down, which is that Whoever that guy was, uh, Seven L just blew his cover. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of who he was, but you know. where exactly is that guy sitting? Um, he's actually basically directly behind you, um, and he just kind of you you do you know off the corner of your eye spot him just kind of casually going in, catching trying in stuff, getting his trying stuff, to get and then yeah, trying to get out. Um, you do spot. <laughs> one demon who just now has his eye on him and just kind of follows him with his gaze. He's following him out. Alright. Ah. I think we'll be done for the night. Okay. Alright. Well, here you go. Good game. Thanks. Alright, we have a spot open here, people. Walk away. Cash out. Okay. Do I have to cash out? Uh, No, it was all all actually just straight up gold. Alright. I mean, you can you can get change. Meh. I mean, change. All right. Change is heavier. Leave. Okay. See the guy. Yep. You also see the. You also see his tail. Like, not that he has a tail, but the thing yeah, that's tailing him. him. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Poke. 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 Uh, what? 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 All right. I'm done with this, by the way. Cool. We'll discuss that when we get back. Uh go invisible. Sure. Sure. No. It's like that's like his entire power is to go invisible. Uh, you see that guy up there? Mm-hmm. Catch up to him. Uh, let him know that he's got a tail. Okay. Someone following him. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You feel your backpack get lighter. Yep. And we'll tail the tail. Okay. But who's going to tell the tale that's telling the tale? You're going to tell the tale that's telling the tale. Nothing, okay. nothing uh, Do you odd want about four guys following yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I was going to spread out, guys. Spread out, you Back off, guys. Uh, <laughs> your friend might have some trouble, and I don't want to get too much attention. So back off. Make sure you guys can see me, but uh, don't get too close. Sure, 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 sure. All right. I'll get a... Dilda. No. I'll just do a streetwise check from Cat to to try and be casual. Twenty four. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I, I'm decent at streetwise. Yep. It's kind of what I'm supposed to do. And um, the rest of you guys can kind of stay out of sight. <laughs> well, it's not difficult for him to stay out of sight. Yeah, Albrecht. Push cart, garbage can. Um, dude, you do, you can pretty much tell when (laughs) your imp catches up to the guy, because you see him just freeze and tense up completely, and then just kind of keep walking. (laughs) 
and then eventually you he you know you feel something crawl up your leg and into your backpack. He give you any word? Uh, no. He just kind of seemed very scared when I talked to him. I kind of figured that might happen. Oh. Keep following. Okay. Uh, slowly get closer to the uh, tail. Okay. Well, you can see him pretty clearly now. It's a uh, um, sort of a, a demon with purplish skin and black spots. You know, bright red eyes. Um, two sets of horns. One that just kind of curls or uh, goes backward like an antelope's sort of. And then another one that kind of just frames his eyes. Um, just kind of curves down. Um, no clothes or anything. Just, you know, long tail. Relatively small wings. But obviously you've seen demons fly with, you know, really tiny wings, really big wings. The wings seem to be largely on ornamental. Um, has kind of a cat-like gait. And it's just kind of, you know, steadily keeping on him. Um, not, uh, again, you know, not, not slinking around, but also trying to act casual. Hmm. Work my way past him. Okay. Uh. Yep, he doesn't seem to notice that you're, yeah. you know, doing the same thing he's doing. Poke, poke, you know. Make sure you keep an eye on that guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Slowly work up to the uh, guy that's being followed. Okay. And uh, what's he looking like right now? Like, I mean, he is moving quickly. He he's basically acting like he has some place to be. Um, but uh, if you get you know parallel enough to him to see his face, you can tell that he's worried. How to approach him without a... Try and approach him without a... Startling him? Okay. Yeah, you just kind of come around and, and what do you say to him? You seem to be in a hurry. He looks over at you. And goes, hey, 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 I haven't seen you in so long. And just kind of uh, walks over, puts a, you know, pats you on the shoulder and shakes your hand kind of vigorously. Mm -hmm. So what have you been doing lately? Oh, this, that, the other thing. A lot of traveling. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, hey, uh, where are you guys staying? Oh, a hotel up the way. All right, we got okay. a room up the way. So as you guys approach, you notice that the... Uh, Demon has stopped moving. Just kind of is, you know, just kind of like uh, looking around, maybe a store. And as you guys start to get closer, he actually looks right at you and uh, picks something up, makes like he doesn't want it, puts it back, and basically walks right past you guys, like, say, between uh, Seven Owls and uh, Albrecht. Excuse me. You give him a shoulder nudge. Okay. Shoulder yeah. check. Oh, sorry, it's okay. Kind of lead the uh, my friend mm -hmm. uh, off to the side, try and weave through the crowds a little bit more. Maybe go into a store, come out of the store, or not go into a store, but go you know behind some the open market stuff. Mm -hmm. So it brings you to this you know region. Well, uh, I was 
trying to get a little bit of uh, intel. Sorry about that, by the way. Oh, that's all right, brother. Don't worry about it. Um, I that is something that I didn't think about uh, ahead of time. Is the the potential of of running into a uh, a fellow priest of uh, of Bahamut out here? What are you doing all the way out here? Like I said, I'm trying to get some intel. Anything uh, in particular? I, yes, I heard that uh, apparently there's a new kind of demon. Hmm. But we don't know anything about it. We uh, we've heard some things about that already. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were trying to equip them with some uh, with some archery some crossbows. Crossbows. Yeah, didn't work out too well. It didn't work out. Yeah. Did demons? They don't do the whole formation thing. Yeah. I see. Tiny hands. Well, something about that. Enough. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, I might try to follow up on that. Although I think that thing that was following me is. Uh, basically, you know the the Grumptious people that and and the demons don't really have a, a tight organization of any sort. But there are sort of cabals and groups and things like that that take it upon themselves to do things. And those guys are probably about the closest thing to police or uh, anything like that that they have, other than of course the Grumptious private legions. Mm. So. I've unfortunately I'm probably going to have to spend some time uh lurking around to gather any extra information and then make my way out. Well, but you... that information does give me some place to Where did you find out about the crossbows? There's a noodle place, snake place, uh-huh. back in the marketplace. Uh-huh. Uh some guy from uh from Shalai. From Shalai was there. Really? Yeah, he's yeah. dressed all in very very clean. Very and clean, considering. Do you happen to catch his name or the company he worked with? Mm, no. Well, if he's human and he's not from around here, there's only a handful of places that he can be staying. So, I can probably, uh, I can probably track him down. So, I guess that makes up for it. Fair enough. Did we lose the demon? Yes, I, no, I think. Yeah, that guy walked away, huh? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, basically, he like. Once he started making noise with you and, you know, saw that it was some, somebody that he knew, he turned around and walked past these guys on the way back. Huh. Uh, just kind of steer ourselves towards the uh, the actual palace uh, so we can get in there before yeah, mm. trouble starts brewing. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go finish this up and then I got to go under before the hunt starts. Yep. As do we. Alright, well, my name is Crad. Don't go saying that around here. How do you spell that? K-R-A-D. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Yep. No, I'm not going to... I'm not Matthew. I'm not going to go, Okay, okay, Crad, see you later. Yep. Bye. <laughs> so nice to meet you, Crad. Hey, Crad, like, don't forget don't this. Say no, you're like, how do you spell like that? that? <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure for my notes <laughs> that it was spelled correctly. That's K. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. All right. So what does he do? Hit off. Yep. He uh gives you the that kind of a uh, one hand uh sort of 
mm-hmm. monastic salute mm-hmm. and uh, kind of gives the rest of you a super cool like two finger like catch you later and then uh, walks off and uh, it's probably time we get back to the palace pretty quick definitely yep alright hop 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 you guys make your way back to the palace, and once you get there, you do find some uh, scrolls that are in like little scroll cases that are already waiting for you. <laughs> I say we uh, spend the night and then head out first thing in the morning. Sounds like uh, a Providing that this is all the information that they have. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll look at the scrolls over here. Yeah. I mean, there's there's four scroll cases which are packed with scrolls and then just again the information isn't like there's there's plenty of information but the numbers are all approximate you know the any any sort of talk about strategy or formation <laughs> is here is the optimal way to throw this at someone else <laughs> basically as like about the best that you get out of these things is optimal vector of approach yeah. and then let this uh, brigade do its thing Nothing about any new demons that they have in their uh, arsenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's get some uh, some sleep. Yeah. Do some shifts. Be off in the morning. Yep. Sounds good. All right. And we'll talk about shifts next time if it comes up. All right. That's where we will end it for this session. Let's head over to the old uh, Q&A email bag that people have sent to us <laughs> at uh, podcast at majorspoilers.com. Um, here's one from Goris. I play with around ten people, and each person usually gets to participate once or twice per skill challenge so it doesn't become tedious. I'm having trouble motivating my players to use a variety of skills rather than simply using their best, best skill every encounter. Rodrigo's house rules help. Do you have any other advice? Thanks, and keep up the great work, Goris. Or Joris. Goris advice keep that I have for Joris or Goris? Ten people is what it sounds like. Wow. Don't play with ten That's people. That's what I was going to yeah, suggest, too. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but, I mean, what you're describing is what happens when you play with ten people. I mean, yeah. an, an average combat can literally take five hours <laughs> just to get around the table. And it's not like we're slow either. I, I freely admit that my turns actually take more time than some episodes of, you know, laugh in. But <laughs> I, it, the only thing that I might suggest, and, you know, this is going to make the problem even more pervasive in a different, different uh, direction, is if you want people to use different skills, maybe you should use Rodrigo's rules and say, okay, one skill, once used per challenge, gone. Yep. You cannot use that skill again. Yeah, you can lock skills permanently. You can also say, you know, uh, I, and I, I've done it to, to these guys before where somebody's like, I do this. And I was like, well, that actually doesn't make sense in the context of this skill challenge. Yeah, you yeah. can't do it. And the other thing is, is you can say, uh, if you'll recall way back in the tower episodes, like that we had a skill challenge to get up the tower and people were like, I look around for this. Okay, you find it. I look around for this. Okay, you find it. Right. I look around for this. No. Stop looking around. Start doing stuff. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> would, it be, uh, would it be wise to do something like a high-low? You have to use your, one of your high scores followed by a low score? Would that be uh, too uh, much that, of a... The uh, thing uh, is, that seems a little arbitrary. The thing is, if you... And, and this is important. If you want to encourage people to use all of their skills, then you have to have some reward mm-hmm. for them to use it. So, 
you could institute something where, like, if you succeed with a skill you're not trained in, then you get, like, a wild success, and it counts for two oh, yeah. or something like that. Uh, but it would have to be something specific that's that keys on to something with the game. Sure. Not like, like, it would have to be, are you trained in this, yes or no? Then you get the extra bonus if you're not. Now, going back to the, the ten players, would it, instead of just saying, okay, we're going to quit this game and I'm only going to play with five of you this week and five of you next week. Is there a way to do a skills challenge that you break up the group to do the skills challenge? Is there a way to say these five are involved in this skills challenge? And Yeah. Yes. What you just said. Just yep, break Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if you if you remember up in the, uh, in the thing where uh, you guys were in the moon and I had one group was Torque and Randus fighting some things, and the other right. one was Smith and Orem fighting some things. You can do exactly the same thing in a skill challenge. And it still comes across as that final scene in any Star Wars movie, where mm-hmm. a bunch of people are, you know, some people are doing one thing, some people are doing another. They're all doing action-y things at the same time, even though they're not in the same place. Right. Uh, role-playing yep. games are actually surprised because of the turn-based thing. You could even technically have half the team in a fight, and the other half the team doing a skill challenge. The only issue there, of course, is that the skill challenge will be done way, way faster than the fight. Right. Jordan says, Howdy, major spoilers and critical hit crew. First of all, I was going to say salutations, but that would feel stereotypical. Wouldn't want to sound like a big geek on the Critical Hit podcast, now would I? <laughs> yeah, you'd hate to fit in and all. Anyway, back to my questions. Number one, is Rodrigo truly a lizard? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. No. No, that's, that's an amphibian. Yes, that is not. <laughs> that is in fact wrong. That's that's he's a salamander. He's half lizard on his father's mm-hmm. side. That lives in the. Uh, you know, that's the weirdest the thing. Salamander is with a thorax. Think of. Uh, th- they've never drained the lake. Uh, no. So the city There's is literally li- built on top of the lake. The city is literally built on top of the lake. And we're you know, talking and so about supporting Ohio here. Uh, nothing. There's <laughs> there have been buildings that are literally sinking really? into the into the ground into the city. Yes, interesting. When they built the subway, you mm-hmm. know how they built the subway. How they had to like like flash freeze sections of it so they could carve out inside the ice and then build the structure oh, for the subway wild. underneath. Oh, oh it's awesome. awesome. That's they actually, wild. I believe they had a worldwide competition to see if somebody could figure this out, and it actually ended up being a, a Mexican architect who came up with Excellent. it. Excellent. Nice. Number two. I do, believe that's what happened. Number two, do Rob's dice have more than just the number one inscribed on them? <laughs> you're thinking Rob's Brian. do, Brian's don't. <laughs> I think you're thinking Brian's, <laughs> Brian's have more than the number one. Brian doesn't crit fail all that often. I counter to the day. Today was kind of bad, but Brian usually hey, rolls he between got a nat three and five. Yeah, yeah, I know. He got a nat yeah. 20 as well. Sandwich between two nat ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But Wasn't it awesome, though? I mean, that was a great great thing that happened there. Was it? <laughs> mm. But Brian's dice rolls are usually between three and five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's more than ones on here. Number three. I've currently got a group playing a vanilla D&D game at level eight, but I want to take the group to the wonder and mystery of the Astral Sea. Can you suggest some interesting plot device or hook to seamlessly transfer the characters from one plane to the next? Now, I'm guessing he's meaning the vanilla D&D Astral Sea as opposed to Rodrigo's yeah. amazing, wonderful cornucopia of Astral Sea Oh, he's sea goodness. probably actually referring to Rodrigo's Astral yeah, Sea because I didn't realize until recently that Rodrigo was, you know, homebrewing the Astral Sea. Yep. Um, well, either way, I-, I guess it depends what's been happening so far. Really, you know... If you, it, it depends on what your plot is so far. Sure. If you have a MacGuffin-based plot, have yeah. the MacGuffin run into the Astral Sea and yeah. then have the party have to follow them. If you have somebody giving the party missions, have a recent develop them, re- development allow them to transport people into the Astral Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have a thing where, you know, this obviously isn't seamless, but have a thing where all of a sudden the party wakes up and they're in the astral sea and they have to figure out, you know, how they got there and why they can't remember how they got there and, of course, have a good reason about how they got there and why they yes. can't remember. I, that's, I say, that's vital to that sort of plot. I say use a magical door. Suddenly they open a door and, boom, they're sucked in. Yes. Or, or even better, a wardrobe. Sure. Yes. A wardrobe. A wardrobe. Yes. That they they have to Thank go hide you, in, Lewis. and it starts pushing them back further and further, and suddenly the coats start feeling like pine needles, and the next thing you know, mm-hmm. Astral right. Sea action. You're in the Astral Sea, Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got most of our ideas are, you know, about where I'd go with it. Maybe not the wardrobe thing. Oh, come on. That's an awesome <laughs> idea. Yeah, when it was written <laughs> ages ago. Yeah. Brian, anything else? Matthew, anything else? I don't have a problem with stealing from books because nobody reads anymore. So I oh, think if your readers are more than 15 years old... Yeah, but the movie was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I right. thought Prince Caspian was decent. I didn't you can tell them they Prince stole Caspian it from you. Yet. That's what I usually do. I haven't seen Dawn Treader. Was that any good? I haven't seen that one either. Uh, see, I really... It's got I, a boat. I wanted... I, want, I saw Prince Caspian. I was like, hey, this is shaping up. I like this. Uh-huh. And then I haven't gotten around to see Dawn Treader. Uh, Jordan goes on to say, love both shows. I intend to sign up for the $5 monthly donation plan. Oh, and by the way, Jordan, if you're looking for that monthly donation plan, or any of our listeners, it's right there on the right column of the Majorspoilers.com website. You can make a one-time donation, which a lot of people do. If you donate $10 or more, you get your name uh, shouted out at the uh, top of the Major Spoilers podcast. But you could also do a recurring donation of $2, $5, or $10 a month. And Jordan, we certainly appreciate uh, that you are considering doing that. Thanks for over 100 episodes of Pure Awesome and Critical Hit, and over 300 weeks of Major Spoilers. Sincerely, Jordan. Um, blah, 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 blah. Let's see here. Here's somebody that works at an automotive assembly factory in Kansas City, Missouri, and has a lot of time to listen to our show and really enjoys it. That is, is uh, Anthony. Ro- is he a robot? <laughs> yes, I am a I am a funky robot. Beep boop beep boop. I am a car assembly robot. I love the critical rawr, hits. Rawr. I love especially the exilarchy of cogs. They are awesome. <laughs> uh, here's one from uh, Gabriel. Thanks for producing such a fun podcast. I enjoy it very much. As a Latino, he's Puerto Rican, I appreciate Rodrigo's perspective on things and stuff. My background is different. I grew up in editorial Novora, uh, but I find I have a lot in common with his opinions and tastes. I also really enjoy Matthew's witty banter and depth of useless knowledge. Um, (laughs) I have two questions for you guys. I'm thinking of introducing my son to RPGs as another highly creative pastime that we can enjoy. We have created a few stories that we illustrate with scans from comics and other books, and I have a lot of fun with what we do. What RPGs or similar type of games uh, do you guys think would be simple enough for a six-year-old and could be played by three to two people? My son is six, by the way. Hmm. Six-year-old. Actually, a good place to start that sort of thing would be, um, what's that... Uh, fairy tale card game. Uh, once a, or happily Munchkin? ever after. I is think? it happily ever after? Is that what it's called? It's either once upon a time or happily ever after. One of them's the name of the game. The other one's the type of card in the game. Nice. So I uh, think it's once upon a time. Yeah, I think it is once upon a time. Basically, it's a it's a collective storytelling game where you made by Atlas Games. Yeah, yeah. you you basically as you play, you can like as the story's going, you can basically throw in cards to change the course of the story mm-hmm. and things yes. like that and That's basically basically it's a role playing game yeah um it, you know you, it is a you create char- game it's a storytelling yeah. game um so that would probably be good for kids there, and if you get a bunch of kids together i do know it's not one i've really ever looked at but one uh game that i've been aware of is called fairy's tale hmm. which uh, you play fairy creatures that is and it was written with young kids in mind 
So okay. that one may um, be a little The other thing too. is that um, if you want to get... Um, I mean, you can you can start with D and D. Honestly, yeah. well, I that's mean, what I was going to ask because I mean, it depends on how how uh, yeah. well off your son is with numbers. Mm-hmm. But really, if you're trying to learn some simple math skills, this yeah. would be yeah. a great simple especially, math skills especially game. Especially at low levels, you know, the numbers are small. So yeah. it's and it's all D and D from level one through thirty is all arithmetic. It's not like you ever have to take a, you know an inverse square right. of anything. And I was going to say you could yeah. probably come up with some great. I mean, my son has already asked. Um, yesterday we were flipping through the Apple TV and the Critical Hit logo came up and he goes, mm-hmm. hey dad, is that uh, is that your show, Critical Hit? And I was like, well, what do you know about that show? And he goes, oh, that you guys come over and play it all the time with Rodrigo. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and the times he's come down, he's like the little figures and he mm-hmm. wants to always touch the dice. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, when can I play that? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when you're a little bit older. And he's like, when I'm five? I'm like, well, we can certainly try. So I'm more yeah. than willing. If as soon as and he understands numbers, he doesn't understand basic math yet. Yeah. Um, so there might be ways to incorporate tokens or something to represent numbers if you're yeah. having trouble doing subtraction. So um, it might be that that we might have a little five-year-old uh, uh, gnome running around at mm-hmm. some point. Could so be interesting. Matthew, what what about you and your daughter? Do you guys play some RPG type stuff, or what do you guys do? Well, her mother comes up with arbitrary numbers, so she has to be 12 before she can play real D&D. But wait a minute, uh, she, has she has to, to be, be 12 before she plays real D&D, she has to be 10 before she can watch Family Guy. That doesn't make any that's, sense. That's what her mom says. She has to be 14 before I can teach her to drive. But <clears throat> uh, she's not necessarily interested in it because anytime we have you know, D&D discussions, it falls down to Rodrigo's thing of, well, he's just a silly knigget, or you know, I don't know if I like her. She likes princesses and magic. Mm-hmm. So if you could do something princessy and magic, that or you know, give her a character who was a princessy magic. Previously, when um, a friend of mine actually ran a game, his daughter was either seven or eight, and he basically created a character who was an NPC that Zoe could play when she wanted to play. Mm-hmm. But the character was played as an NPC when Zoe didn't want to play or when Zoe was in trouble for, you know, not really paying attention during the game, which often happened. So it was something where she had the option to play. And if she got, you know, distracted or zoned out, the character was playable as basically an NPC party member. I think especially for kids, it's important to try to bend everything as much as possible so that they can play the character that they want to play. Right. Um you know, I, I think the first time I, I ran a game for my siblings, my sister was like, I want to play a butterfly. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> just, all right, yeah. this will be difficult, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just totally off the RPG thing, just mm-hmm. to say, uh, how cute is my boy? We <laughs> went to stay at the Great Wolf Lodge in Kansas City, and they have these things scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. One of the things they have built into the lodge, which is supposed to keep the kids occupied, is a game called... It's actual wolves. It's called Magi, Magi <laughs> Quest, M-A-G-I mm-hmm. Quest. Oh, yes. And what you do is you buy these wands that are like activated, and they have a little chip inside of them. Mm-hmm. And then you go to these magical trees where this wizard gives you quests to go on, and then you wander around the hotel looking for these cool. clues, and you yeah. point your wand at them, and like the treasure box will open up and say, you have just discovered 500 gold, or it'll give you something like, behind the stairs dwells the dwells the knight trapped in his armor. Go seek him out for your next clue. And you go up there, and you point the wand, and as you go up, you go through these different levels of... That's cool. He become, mm-hmm. We made it through in the weekend that we were there. We made it through all of the regular quests, 
and we got up to one of the I would consider the epic quests, like going to fight the goblin or going uh, goblin king or going to fight mm. the dragon. But we just ran out of time. Uh, he enjoyed the heck out of that because we'd go and we'd wander around for an hour or so and do a couple of quests. Then we'd go back to the room and hang out, or we'd go down to the swimming pool and swim. And then he'd be like, "Dad, can we go do another magic quest?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Sure, let's go do yeah. it." And it was it was a lot of fun. So and it was a lot of role play because he got to wear a. We bought him this little like. Uh, cloak that he could wear, and mm-hmm. so he's carrying around this wand and a cloak. And cool. of course, all the grown-ups are like, "Oh, look how cute!" But you know, he really got a kick out of that kind of role-playing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I think any kind of role-playing uh, that Gabriel may want to do with with his son, yeah. uh, I think any of that would lead into naturally getting into Dungeons and Dragons when he or she gets older. You know, you can like even in board games, you can just throw some role-playing yeah. into your board games, yeah. and that mm-hmm. that is that's your gateway drug right there. Yeah, problem is my son cheats at board games. Yeah, well. <laughs> Got to be careful with that. All right, gentlemen, anything else before we get out of here? Um, oh, I know. Um, we were at Nerdtacular 2011 about a month ago, mm-hmm. yes. and the photographer... And the by we, you mean use guys. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> but everybody but Matthew, and we Who ran couldn't into... couldn't afford two seats. And we ran into William, and I forgot his last name. I apologize, but he's one of the co-hosts of the podcast called Another Show. Just go look it up on iTunes. Um, but he and his... Was it girlfriend, wife? Wife, I think. Wife. Okay, wife. <laughs> um they are big into Dungeons and Dragons, and they listen to the show. And one of the questions that they wanted us to bring up, and this, again, may be more Matthew and I to answer, but they wanted us to talk about, um, did we used to play Muds and Moos back in the day? Moos. And, um, <laughs> how many of you here have heard of Muds and Moos? I have. I okay, heard, of them. Them. heard of them. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. Tried to get into them, never really did. So, Matthew, give us a rundown really quickly on Muds and Moos. And share your um, thoughts on them. Because we were mud. all in that vampire one, right? Yeah, MUD was, uh, what, multi-user dungeon? Yep. Where you could log in. And it was all text-based. There was no imagery. Yeah. One of the problems that I had with the MUDs is that you would run into characters whose description would tell you things like, his eyes pierce your very soul. You feel very unnerving. And, of course, it was Vampire the Masquerade, which... Mm-hmm. I'm going to be blunt here. Anytime I've played Vampire the Masquerade, it's filled with a lot of people who want to be a lot cooler than they really are <laughs> and like to bludgeon you to death with that fact. I'm fine with that. Uh, my character actually put in his description that his eyes don't make you think anything other than, wow, eyes. <laughs> but um, it was interesting because you were allowed to do a little bit of coding in the vampire mud. If you, uh, I remember at one point having an apartment, and I got to design and create my own apartment, so I coded the room the way I wanted, and my garage and my shower were actually the same room. Nice. So my super cool character would come home and park his motorcycle in the garage, and if you'd go to the left, you'd be in the shower of the apartment upstairs, because teleporters are cool. Um, <laughs> the other one that I played, and this is probably you know the beginning of my being a woman on the internet phase, was uh, when I initially started in a Legion of Superheroes mush, which is yeah. a little very similar i was in on that the only yeah the only character they had available was lightning glass so i played lightning glass and it was really cool because it was based on the volume four legion of superheroes and you'd log on and i'd be logging on at like 2 a.m but usually when i would log on i'd have like people from europe and other parts of the world and you know you'd have little adventures or whatever you could interact most of it was just standing around saying clever things to other people who were trying to say clever things 
But it was kind of interesting. It was it was very much like LARPing. Yeah. Only you had more time to think about what you were going to type. Yep. Rodrigo, any thoughts? What did you What did you play? Um, uh, in its in its early years, America Online had some. Yeah, they had something similar. Um, yeah. and I forget what it was called. Uh, but I played like the fantasy one, and there was one. I think it was called Modus Operandi. Or Operandi, or however you pronounce that, um, which was like a mystery one. Mm-hmm. And in the fantasy one, I did get along a little bit, and in the mystery one, I was just like, "Buh, this is dumb." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually, so eventually, it got so popular that you couldn't l- yeah. read any of the stuff that was happening. You right, would walk right. in some place, and the description would just fly by as people were just constantly yeah, talking yeah. to each other yep. and having conversations and like shouting across zones and things like mm-hmm. that. So eventually, I stopped playing them. Um, and I got into chat room RPGs, which, uh, by the way, they were like, I ran some chat room RPGs, and in retrospect, God, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think about it. The 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 muds and the moos were, and the mushes, like because uh, uh, I played the Legion of Superheroes one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know they were the first massively multiplayer were, online yeah, game. Yeah. You know, without the graphics, mm-hmm. uh, they were that way where people could interact and compete. And I, there was a fantasy one too, and I forget what that one was. Matthew, do you remember? What the fantasy uh, one was? It wasn't vampire, um, but there was another one that that we played. It was like Dungeon Quest or Dungeon something. It, it was something like that. I think I it had that. Dungeon in the name. Dungeon, dungeon Quest that, of Dragon Fire Mountain. Dungeon. I jump. don't remember, but uh, you know the the biggest challenge of that was everything was so text based, mm-hmm. and so you really yeah. did have to type everything out. It was so mm-hmm. much easier if you could speak yeah. it, and it would have been so much easier if you had it in a graphic form. Sure. So as instead of I yeah. move north. Uh, and, and just instead, you yeah. graphically move. It would have been so much yeah. easier if it was oh. all about like night elves and shamans running it around. With, like for those big of us cartoony completely <laughs> outside of this world, yes. Can we explain the terminology and explain what these things are? The mud little? stands for multiplayer. On, yeah, multi multi-user user dungeon. Yeah. yeah. And Moo was uh, something else, multi-online something or other. Yeah, I didn't know. It right. was just an acronym for so, what it was. So basically, so you would log in via a telenet or from some remote access uh, that you would have, mm-hmm. and you would log in and say, I'm creating a character that is a chameleon kid, or you could give mm-hmm. yourself another name. And then you would go in and you would have basically LARPing. I mean, it was basically mm-hmm. role-playing So game. just kind of freeform? Yeah, very freeform. Now, uh, the... Uh, the fantasy one did have like some quests that you could go on. Like right. you could go look at a bulletin board mm. and not look, but you'd have to say read bulletin board, and it would come up and it would have like some tasks or something that you right. could perform so for gold or those anywhere anywhere from like your very codified king's quest. You mm-hmm. know, you hit end right. to go north. Right. You get a description right. of the room. Here in this room is a table and a ladle. Take ladle, right. which you will then use later to right. basically just a freeform chat room. These games spawned yeah. all of that, or, or span. And you have to be very careful, or you might be eaten by a group. Right. And one of the th- <laughs> Moo stands for object oriented. Yeah, that's what it's one of for. the things that you would have run into, and it really was the beginning of you know the internet. A lot of the internet stuff that we talk about now, including the people who just wanted to type sexy things at you, and the people pretending to be women, and the people who just wanted to start a fight. So really, it was you know it was basically the nascent you know birth pangs yeah. of the internet. It was it was the for, for good or ill. Yeah, it was the wild west of internet gaming really at was. that point. It really, really was. Yeah. And I remember it, you know, vaguely as being kind of, you know, exciting. And then every once in a while, people would show up and pretend to be girls. And so, you know, all in all, a lot of the negatives of what you see on the Internet, especially in, you know, Internet 
interactive games like World of Warcraft or City of Heroes or, you know, something of blank, however you have to do that. You know, all of that stuff was there. And yep. some of it was much worse, and some of it was just getting started. So yeah. really, it was kind of like, just imagine prehistoric uh, World of Warcraft, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> cat girls oh. trying to sex you up have always yeah. been around. I know, yes. My roommate, Mason, uh, would was part of a werewolf one for a while mm-hmm. then that mm-hmm. he used to mm. talk about. Uh, you right. know, Muds, like I, I will jump in here and say that the the that that attitude that vampire the masquerade is just a bunch of uh kids wearing <laughs> mascara trying to one up each other is yeah. a similar attitude to D D nerds yeah hanging out in a basement eating cheetos and never interacting with anything that doesn't have at least one y chromosome <laughs> hey guys how many women are in the room <laughs> and what part of steven's house are you in <laughs> there are no cheetahs down here. Thank he you very much. House. I, I do own my own house, so I will say that. I, I should have said Doritos. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You should have. Um, you should have. But yeah, and I mean, it, it, certainly I was exaggerating, and I don't mean to take any pot shots at vampire or werewolf players because, as with any game, but you, made you know, you have to keep. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tom Hanks ruined it for. Dungeons and Dragons and guys with uh, eye shadow and a little card that said bang on it ruined it for the LARPers so it's <laughs> yeah. all the same We there's all bozos on yeah, every bus bang. and I ruined it for major spoilers and I'm, I'm down with that You know. alright everybody thank you so much for listening this week and uh, come back next time where we will have some more excitement for you find out what happens after we open up those scrolls and read them and check them out and where we go next or maybe not we'll see uh, <laughs> until then Keep looking to the skies, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. Keep your feet on the ground and try not to kill the big guy. Yeah. <laughs>